America's game. Now, 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 shop how many is here? Everything done changed. The change. That warp tool made you open your brain. Open your brain. Eric Vanek is here, so remember the name. Remember the name. Hey, hey. He got the waiver wire for the week. Tell you who to start and who to give a seat. Dropping the podcast every week. You know the knowledge is elite. After the show, we gon' hold a Lombardi. Celebrating like we throwing a party. This the blueprint that I know they gon' copy. Top my intros always go to hottest. Cause this is America's game. What's up, everybody? Welcome to America's Game, episode number 13. I am your host, Eric Vanek, and you can find me on Twitter at Eric Vanek NFL and follow the show at America's Game Pod as well. And I am here with Mike. What's going on, Mike? Oh, rocking the Chris Olave jersey. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I see that. Sir, I play for the Saints. <laughs> and. <laughs> and. Hey, at least it wasn't, you know, crazy. It wasn't Jordan Addison speeding, right? It was only 70 and a 35. That's, you know. Yeah. Who hasn't done 70 and a 35 once or twice? <laughs> yeah, you know? once or twice. On. Yeah, exactly. Still stupid, but hey, at least yeah. nobody got hurt or anything like that. Correct. And then, uh, and we don't have to talk about Justin Ross anymore either, so that'll be great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what, what could you... What could you possibly screw up that's like twenty five thousand dollars or greater? Like I didn't even see the final total. All I saw was it was at least twenty five thousand dollars, right? right? Criminal mischief or criminal destruction, whatever the fuck that charge was. I'm like, what this guy? Dude, I don't think I could do twenty five thousand dollars worth of damage if I tried. <laughs> Maybe at the strip club you could. Ooh, I can mess some <laughs> stuff up. There, I think. <laughs> I think I definitely could. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, we're into week eight now of the NFL season. How's how's your team's doing so far? Most of them doing pretty good? Not too bad. Um, there's a couple disappointments that you thought were going to be contenders, and you just go, well, this sucks. All right. Well, All everybody's right. for sale. Gone. Um, most of my lineup leagues are probably the ones that I'm, like, most frustrated with. But uh, yeah. here in the last three weeks, you know, three wins in a row coming back, which ain't saying much when you start 0-4, you know, <laughs> Four, to, right. to throw three down. But right. uh, for the most part, most of my teams that I thought were going to be competitive are competitive. And, you know, we still got a few undefeated teams left, so that's always a good sign. And, nice. and those ones, uh, the only tough things, Eric, is I got, like, draft picks burning holes in my pocket on those some of those teams. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> Well, I think today we can maybe solve that problem for Let's you a little it. bit. Uh, yeah, my my teams are doing pretty good as well. A lot of my redraft teams, uh, dynasty teams. I have, you know, like I said, couple like you said, couple of teams that are just not doing so great that I've kind of already have set in motion, uh, dropping some players to get my potential points down and get a higher draft pick. Like these Paris Campbells, I'm holding on to, and these other right. shitty players. Like, yeah, I don't need to hold these guys anymore. So they're just um, scoring stupid points on my bench that I don't need. So I'm getting rid of those types of players on my teams. And then um, for my uh, playoff teams, you know, I'm just kind of going for it, seeing what I need, what I could use, just trying to avoid some of these injuries, make sure I have enough depth. Um, seems like every week you're losing two or three guys, it seems like, though, but gaining some guys slowly back. Uh, Deontay Johnson came back this week. Jeff Wilson came back, so you're gaining some guys too. So hopefully, let's cut down more on the injuries, keep these guys healthy, and then we can keep going. Um, did you do a Scott Fishbowl team this year? Did not. Did not. Did I, not know. 
I had one Scott Fish Bowl team maybe two years ago, which two was like ago. the best ball, which is pretty much all I would really have time for. Anyway. Right. <laughs> like, I um, I got I'm at top of my division, twelve and yeah. two. So I get one one more win between now and week nine or week eleven, um, and I'll be de- guaranteed in the playoffs. I think anybody over um, if you have thirteen plus wins, you're guaranteed a playoff spot. So. Uh, looking pretty good there to, ma- to make the playoffs, Scott Fishbowl. So I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, man, today I want to kind of talk about some hammers. And what do we mean by hammers? I, I mean the players that you can acquire that could just carry you to that fantasy championship for the rest of the year. So I kind of want to look at each position right now running backs, quarterbacks, receivers, tight ends, and kind of look at like. Man, who are those guys right now? Looking at um, Koopa's Warp Tool, kind of looking in that and the A Warp, and kind of seeing, man, who are the guys that are performing well right now that have high warp, high warp per game, and those guys I can maybe go out and trade for and get my team over the hump to make the playoffs for the rest of the year. Um, I know me and you have talked about this before, so I don't know. Maybe it's changed a little bit. Maybe it hasn't, but I'm looking at it right now as we're going into Week Eight. Um, playoffs start in most fantasy leagues week 13 or 14 right now. Most of mine are like 14 to 16. Uh, so if you're looking at, at it that way, we got six, seven weeks left until the playoffs start. And I know you have said in the past that you like to hold on to those first round picks and whatnot until you get more information. You make sure these guys are going to be healthy and all that. Is that kind of what you've gone for in the past? This is actually the first year I've actually done that, right? In okay. the past, I've always been that guy by, you know, September 1st, I've pushed all my draft picks in. Gotcha. Like they're, I'm going for it, right? Like I want to. I want to be the first to market, or I've I, in the past I've wanted to be the first to market to buy those aging vets to to buy the Keenan Allens and the Mike Evans and uh, you know like buy the Raheem Mostert's and in, in best balls you know anybody that I thought really had a shot that is devalued because we were we were in uh, over the summer we're in peak rookie hype season and a guy runs around in shorts and he looks good and you're like see that's why they spent a first round pick on him he's gonna <laughs> QJ is gonna go to the moon look at him look at these camp highlights. I wanted to be the guy buying the agent vets that everybody thought about. Mm-hmm. This has been the first year where I've really held on to that liquidity just mm-hmm. to stay as flexible as possible. Because in the past, yeah, sometimes you go wire to wire, right? Like you build a monster team, but there's so much shit that happens. You talked about the injuries that pile up, and it seems like every week something's kicking you in the teeth. I wanted to have that ability where, you know, week eight, week nine, week ten, whenever it was, I can go, oh, shit. <laughs> Well, right. good thing I still got first left. Like, let me go mm-hmm. buy somebody. Or we've also had those teams where you think it's a monster contender and you start out 0-5, 0-6, like your points four isn't even close to some of the other people, and you're like, well, this really sucks to not have my first-round pick. Now i got to go pay the tax to whatever asshole's holding this thing to try to get it back because my team's god-awful. So this is the first year where I said, let's just pump the brakes. Let's build a contender, but, you know, let's hold on to some draft capital for what we're talking about right now like who are the actual guys that have separated themselves that i feel very safe to go by right and to your point i think if you spend all your draft capital early before the season starts like you're talking about i think that's you know obviously going to be one of the more riskier ways to go about it 
the way I'm gonna, I'm looking at it right now, if you buy right now, yes, there's some risks that, hey, uh, Keenan Allen can get hurt, who's you know been injury prone in the past. It seems like a couple of these other guys, Raheem Mostert's been hurt in the past. Yeah, if I trade for that guy right now, and then here it is, week eight, they get injured and they're out for a month or something. Yeah, that sucks. So there is a little risk to this strategy, but I'm looking at it as I got six, seven weeks here before the playoffs. I want to get one of these hammers or two of these hammers on my team now and help me get to the playoffs. Help me get that first round by I, most of these right. teams. I want to try my best to get that first round by because that's really important because that's just one week. You don't have to play and you don't have to set a lineup. You don't have to do any of that. Yes, there's going to be injuries, so you might get screwed there, but you don't have to worry about the randomness of an NFL season, but your guy does nothing for one week. You know, your um, your two has got going up against, uh, you know, one of these really good defenses, Cleveland or something and Cleveland shuts out. Miami, whatever it is, and Tua doesn't put up big numbers for you, you don't have to worry about that if you get that first round buy. So I'm trying my best to get teams closer to that first round buy. If I can get that first or second seed, whatever your league does, that's what I want to do. So if I can get these guys now and help me get there, start racking up these four, five, six wins in a row before the playoffs so I can get that first round buy. So that's kind of where I'm okay yeah. Like right now at this point push in a little bit, be okay with trading that first. If I can get, even in the lineup or best ball, if I can get one or two pieces with that first round pick, if I can get a Raheem Mostert and a Keenan Allen for a first, something like that, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So that's kind of what I want to yeah. look at today. Let me ask you too about this sure. in, in kind of making the determination to go after some of these guys. Like I have some teams where if you were to look at the record, you might be two or three games clear of, you know, second or third place, like in reality. And you get median scoring like factors in there. So sometimes that's even bigger. But if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm sitting in first place, like one of these undefeated teams, I still have my draft picks and I go look at the league and I'm going, man, I'm up two games plus all the points for like it's they got to score 300 points to catch me at this point. Unless like the deal is really over the top, I don't have a lot of like, uh, motivation, let's say, to to go actually push that pick in, like especially because the way I like to play it, I'm none, almost none of my leagues have a trade deadline. <laughs> so, you know, I'm gonna wait until we get to playoff elimination. Like if I can just kind of hold serve, guarantee that first round buy, then when we get to the playoffs, here we go. Like now I'm gonna push this in. Now I'm gonna go all in and, and balls deep. But Eric, I'm I'm with you. If I'm, you know, like second place. You know, it's a real tight race. You got some of these leagues where you got three or four contenders and they're all battling or jockeying for position. Now would probably be the time that I'm looking at it going because, like you said, man, I, I want that first round by. Whether that's finishing first or second in the regular season, I don't want to have to play the first week because fantasy football is a variance asshole and, and your ass could go down in the first round. Like, just let me eliminate that. <laughs> let me eliminate that. Move on automatically to the second round, and then we'll go from there. So if I can't get that first round by, ooh, I mean, that, that means everything, everything with the variance in fantasy. Whether it's best ball or lineup, that variance is a fickle beast, right? You get a Deshaun Watson, you're like, yeah, he's coming back, he's starting. Then he gets negative point eight points or whatever the fuck it is, and you go, oh yeah. no, <laughs> right. oh no. So, right, yeah, I want that first round buy. But I would say if you're in a position where you're you're far enough to clear away from, you know, not having the first round buy, just be a little bit more patient, unless the deal is really good. 
like really, really good. Right. I mean, if you're in, you know, a six and zero or seven and zero team, six and one team, and you got you know a pretty good point advantage, I could see holding your first round pick until maybe a little bit later, and you get more information that way. Um, I'm still like looking at it though as like my pick is like okay, if I lose one of the games, I'm probably the one ten. Yeah. Yeah. Like one ten is. Sure, it's, it could probably be a decent pick depending on the class, but most of the time it's probably not a great pick. That's why you were picking like a Quentin Johnston this year. Uh, I'm not saying just singling him out, but you know you could have got Addison or JSN or whoever in these spots. And usually the pick is the player that you're getting isn't like you know going to make or break your team if you trade it so yeah. that's kind of where i'm looking at it as man i want the money i want the championship if i can deal that you know if i think it's going to be a 112 111 110 uh first round pick and i can go ahead and get get me an asset or two that are going to really help me for the rest of the year if i can get you know Devonte adams tyreek hill one of these guys that you just know goes out there almost every single week and just puts up monster points i'm gonna go ahead and do it so I get you. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yep, that's fair. That's a fair assessment of it, too. Right. And so looking at the quarterback list first on the uh, adjusted warp tool, um, quarterbacks are super hard to trade for. Like, you have to give up a ton of pieces usually to get a quarterback. Probably have to give up one of your quarterbacks that you already have. Um, so I would say usually I'm, I usually don't go for the quarterbacks unless I – have like a, a bunch of ammo if i have multiple first round picks i can trade to maybe get a you know a Tua, lamar jackson jalen hurts or whatever it is then i'll i can go and do it if i'm really not you know solid at my quarterback too say i have josh allen and my second quarterback right now is like a dak prescott a matt stafford somebody who's a little bit further down i don't really trust them week to week but i want to like maybe get up to like a you know, like Lamar or something like that, give up Dak and a first. Um, and you might have to give up more to go get like a Lamar Jackson. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, but usually I'm not looking to like give up the entire farm for the quarterback unless I'm like really just that's the only spot I'm missing out. Do you kind of agree with me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say this too. Looking at the uh, the warp graph right now, just a generic lineup league. Um, so looking at the 12 by 10 by 25 PPR lineup and I filtered it by the last four weeks, because if you kind of remember Eric, the, the first part of the season, Adam and I just talked about this the other day and it, it, it almost felt gross. The quarterback started so damn slow. Like we weren't getting these elite dynamic performances that we wanted, that we expected. And in the last four weeks for, for a lot of players, like the lines have kind of been, been drawn, right? Like the elite players have been separating themselves. And so much so, if you look at the last four weeks, so go go get the warp tool. Like go to South Arm and FF, sign up for it so you can actually see this graph for your league. But there's four quarterbacks who've separated themselves from the rest of the pack. And like these would be the four and the only four that I would be targeting right now. And I'm with you. I would be sending a, a deck in a first, a Deshaun Watson in a first. Uh, you know, if in reality, like there, there's some guys, right? Like a, you may have a CJ Stroud and really like him. Like I think he's played really well as a rookie. But if I could get to these elite four, which is going to be Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson, if I can get to one of those guys and it just costs CJ Stroud in a first, I'm doing it. If it costs me an injured Anthony Richardson in a first, like 
these are difference makers. So much so that they're point two games in warp, like above fifth. Like they're they're that far ahead of a Jared Goff who's played well, who's the number five quarterback. But to give you an equivalent, you know, that's kinda like having a, a Brock Purdy who's at point two games, like warp wise for a win. So you're almost getting a QB two advantage just going from five to four, right? So that tier has just separated so much. So I think one of those middling quarterbacks and then a first, like by all means, like go get you that hammer quarterback. Outside of that, Eric, I I really don't have interest in upgrading my quarterback position anywhere else because they're all just kind of the same, right? You're getting similar right. production up and down the board. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And especially um, I'm looking at 12 by 11 by 36 point per ta- uh, passing touchdown league lineup is what I'm looking at on my I'm, side. I bet that's even re- more ridiculous. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of just looking at the last four weeks, too. But there's, like, some guys up here that I would never put in my freaking lineup. Like, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter's up here. Like, Derek Carr. Like, they just have had a couple of decent games in that four-week stretch. And some of these teams have also been on buys as well. They've only played three games instead of four. Um, but, yeah, just kind of looking at what you said, it's still the same here. It's Josh Allen, it's Jalen Hurts, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Lamar Jackson, and then it's a, a tier down to, like, Tua, Goff. Um, Sam Howell is right there with Goff, but I'm not trading for Sam Howell. But, um, yeah, I mean, these guys, like you said, I think Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Mahomes, and Lamar have pretty much kind of separated themselves as as the top four quarterbacks right now and, and most uh, warps that you're going to look at. I think Tua is probably right there himself. Um, you know, there's some of the, some gross guys, but if you look at most of the warps, Jared Goff has been like a top 10 warp guy all season long and they're, they're playing really good football right now. So if you have a Jared Goff right now, I don't think you have to do that. If he's your quarterback too, I think you're fine sitting with Jared Goff and then you can go spend that first round pick, you know, on somebody else. Um, if you, you know, if your second quarterback though was, you know, like we mentioned, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, Stafford, Dak Prescott, these types of guys, then, yeah, I, w- I would probably go and look um, and see if I can get that upgrade to one of these other guys. Uh, like you said, too, some of your injured assets, if, say, if you had an Anthony Richardson, maybe you can give up Anthony Richardson um, a first and go and get Lamar Jackson, something like that. That might be doable for you as well if you have something like that, if you lost Anthony Richardson. So I like that point. Um one that I do want to mention um, that he's not even on any of these warp lists and he could be coming back either this week or next week is Kyler Murray. Do you think Kyler Murray would be a guy that you might go in and get? I think I would explore it, but the the price is going to have to be pretty good for me on a contender because I we just don't really know. Like Kyler, we know when he plays, puts up fantasy points, but we've never seen Kyler Murray play coming off an ACL injury, right? Like how much does that really affect him? And we know so much of his game is mobility, not just rushing yards, but that ability to scramble around and make stuff happen. So if he's lacking a little bit of explosiveness coming right back, like it feels like kind of a dangerous buy, right? You're buying a, you're buying a, a V8 engine that's running on six cylinders. Right? It's just not what you exactly expected. So I think you could explore it if if somebody wants to. But if you really wanted to do it, that was the kind of piece where you had Kyler preseason stashed him and you're like all right now we're gonna see if he has the potential to be a qb2 for me but i still had other options and i was roster mm-hmm. constructed correctly i don't know if necessarily on a contender he's a target I'm, I'm going out and getting unless it is the potential of maybe moving like an anthony richardson for a kyler and you know i don't know what that deal would look like if you could get a plus on the kyler side or if it's just a straight one for one swap 
in that case, like I, I'd much rather on a contender have a guy who's playing football and going to mm-hmm. be back than you know a guy who I'm getting zeros from for the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so that that's it for the quarterbacks on this one. Let's go over to the running backs now and look. And I'll do the same thing that you mentioned before. We'll do the last four weeks for the running backs. And at, at the top in this one is Travis Etienne, Al, Alvin Kamara, Raheem Mostert, Isaiah Pacheco, and Christian McCaffrey are the top four. Um, man, Etienne has just really come on. He's taken right. over that entire backfield. Tank Bigsby gets like two carries a week, and the other guys don't even get anything. It is definitely the Etienne show. I remember. I don't know if you remember this. I remember somebody had asked Doug Peterson before the season started, hey, how many rushing yards or something is ETN going to have, in your opinion? And he said, oh, I'm expecting like sixteen to 1,700 rushing yards for ETN. And <laughs> most of us laughed at that, yeah. like, dude, you got Tank Bigsby. There's right. no way that's going to happen. I think we should have maybe took that one with a little more, right. you know, emphasis on that one. Like, whoa, maybe he's telling us Tank Bigsby sucks. Or is not as good as we think he is. I, I really and, wish we had one of those truth detectors, right? Because you get so much of that coach speak during the off season, and it's so right. hard to tell what the actual truth is and what the bullshit is. Because, you know, I, I still remember the the greatest coach speak guy of all time, Ron Rivera. I think he's had like seventeen running backs now. He's compared to Christian McCaffrey. Right? It was Jared <laughs> right. McKinnon and Antonio Gibson and. Oh, fucking Jared Patterson or whatever the hell it is. Like, everybody that he has that plays running back, he probably thinks Chris Rodriguez is the next Christian McCaffrey. Right. I have no idea. But Yeah, he's going to pick up Eddie Lacy. He's going to be the next <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Jerome Bettis. He's going to have a career revival. <laughs> right, yeah. At 55 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, ETN at the top of this list. And I don't know. I haven't, like, really tried to trade for him and whatnot, but it doesn't seem... To me, like, you know, you got your McCaffrey's, your Jonathan Taylor's, uh, Brees Hall's, you know, these guys that everybody covets in Dynasty. But it doesn't seem like Travis Etienne is one of those guys uh, that was ever up in that echelon of those guys. Do you think he's kind of ascended to that echelon now? Is he one of the elite top six, seven, eight running backs in the league now, you think? I definitely think with the way he's playing, he should be up there. And I think... This is probably the best thing to talk about this right now because I don't think the community's really caught on to actually how great he is. Like, right. we were looking at Spike Weeks last night, and I'm like, man, this guy is on a fucking tear. Like, a yeah, tear. He's on, he's on a heater. And like, you know, I notice in some leagues because you play against him, and you're like, fuck, like, Travis Etienne <laughs> killed me this week. All right. Yeah. But, you know, it's Travis Etienne. You kind of brush him off. And even me, I'm like, man, more people should be talking about Kenneth Walker and how well he's playing. He looks dynamic on the field. I'll tell you, Kenneth Walker didn't make that list you just talked about for the last four weeks. He didn't. He's not on there. Well, so, he's a little bit further down. And if you look at it, uh, their warp is ETN's .825 and Walker's .439. I mean, ETN's almost doubled Walker. Doubling them up, man. And I think that's a deal where if you really wanted to, like that's a swap you can make and, and people would actually give you a plus with Travis ETN even though I think you're getting the better player and the better long-term asset. Mm-hmm. So ETN, definitely a target. If you need that hammer running back, this is a guy to go get. Now, with all running backs, you run the risk of injury because it's just uh, the nature of the position anymore, and we always seem to get kicked right. in the balls. But just know, like, Travis ETN, I would say even generically, Eric, like maybe a first and a second would get this done. If you're still holding on to your 24 first and 24 second, there's a possibility that still gets done in a lot of leagues. Like I don't, I don't think he carries that price tag like two firsts where we think about for the running back position. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, if you can find ETN on like a middling team or a bottom team, I think that's definitely a guy to go look at on your, in your leagues and see, hey, can I go get him? Uh, a couple other guys that we mentioned there, Alvin Kamara, Raheem Mostert, I think those two are kind of in the same boat. They're older players. Um, you know, fantasy players kind of don't look at them as, you know, oh, I'm going to have Raheem Mostert and Kamara for two, three years. It's, it's year to year with those guys at this point. Uh, but right now they're at the top of the, the warp charts here. Um, Kamara and Mostert, do you think, I just, I don't know if I could give up a first for one of those guys. It's kind of tough. They're probably right on the borderline. Right. I think the other owner is probably going to want a first for Kamara and probably for Mostert, too, the way that Mostert's been playing this year. Um, those kind of the guys you give up a first for, are you trying to maybe give up a, a second and another player? What's I, your I, approach there? I would say with Kamara, like a first is very reasonable, and I could mm-hmm. I could definitely stomach that for the production okay. that he's given since he's been back. Um, the Mostert one's interesting because I had this conversation with Adam, and I said, "Don't I mean people are going to think I'm crazy?" You know, I said this two weeks ago. I said people would think I'm crazy, but maybe that edge, like to get some of these deals done, is so hard to go get Raheem Mostert, like to pry him off of somebody, and especially because he's probably on one of your competitors, right? He's on another right. contender. They don't have any realistic thing to move him. And if you throw out an offer of a second or third, they just laugh at you and go, fuck you, man. Like, I'm competing against you. I'm not giving you Raheem Mostert. But, like, maybe the play was not only to take him off their roster, but actually just make sure that you get the production is to send a first. Because it's almost so absurd. Like, think about that scenario, Eric. If you're a competitor with somebody else and you have Raheem Mostert, you like what he's doing. But just think about a couple weeks ago, somebody sent you a first for him. I didn't give a fuck if I was competing against you. I'm like, you're insane. Here you go. Have Raheem Mostert for her first. Now I'm going right, to go right, laugh right. at you in the Discord. So maybe that was a little tiny edge that you could have. I'm not advocating for it because it's like it's a it's a real tough sell. Like it would make your, your stomach churn. But uh, I think it's plausible. All right? I don't think you'd be insane or crazy. And at least if you, you post it in our Discord, I wouldn't tell you you're, you're nuts. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you you're nuts. Right. The production's there. You add in that little extra fact of prying them off of somebody else you're competing against, and it's like, man, it's almost worth it to me in the end. Yeah, I mean, he's like one of those guys that, man, you buy, and he can just take you right to the fantasy playoffs. He's, I mean, 30, 40-point weeks. I mean, he's had like two of them already this year. Um, It's in the realm of possibility. There is a couple weeks, like, when they do play a, a tough run defense, like they play the Eagles, and he just does jack shit. You know, you're going to run into those kind of weeks. Right. So that's kind of where I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to give up the first for that guy. Right. But if I can give up a second and maybe another player that's equivalent to a second, you know, if I can give up, you know, a second and Brian Robinson to get him. Okay, I, I'm okay with that. Something like that. So the, the only thing that concerns me about Kamara is we know Derek Carr's had this shoulder injury and he's become like check down Charlie here these last few weeks. And... Kamara's got a almost insane target share of 25%. Like, that is ridiculous. At some point, you got to think that's going to start to come back down. And some of the other metrics, at least as far as actually being a running back, like breakaway run rate, juke rate, all that stuff, doesn't look as sexy or appealing as we'd normally expect with Alvin Kamara. So that would probably be my only, like, cautious. Like, on the surface right now, if you could guarantee me he kept up this kind of production for the rest of the year, Absolutely first easily like a first and a second first and two seconds i don't care what it was 
but that's kind of baked into like when I look at Alvin Kamara is like I could probably wrap my head around sending a first for him. It's just some of the ancillary things just worry me a little bit. The warp is fantastic. The points per game is fantastic. But when you go look at the advanced analytics, you go, is 25% target share sustainable for this guy? Like at some point, is Derek Carr going to throw the ball down the field? Or at some point, does Jameis Winston come in because Derek Carr's playing so bad? And you know famous Jameis ain't checking that thing down. He's chucking it deep to Shaheen Olave all the time. So it'll be interesting to kind of see where this goes. But I think it will regress probably more to that like 18, 19, 20% target share at best. And we hope the efficiency in the run game comes up. Right. And I, I think I agree with you. If I'm like the 112, 111, probably in that range to give that up for Camara right now for the rest of the stretch run, I don't think that's a, a terrible move. So I like that. Um, obviously Christian McCaffrey is probably the one running back. He's just not as high on here because he only played three games compared to these other guys that played four. Uh, but if you look at warp per game, he's, you know, right behind Camara at 1.83. Um, Camara's at 0.186. So McCaffrey is right up there and he just came off of whatever it was, 14, 15 weeks scoring a touchdown in a row or something. So, uh, definitely Christian McCaffrey. If he's on like a middling team, that's the guy I would definitely go and get, um, but just wanted to mention him. How about uh, uh, how about cheaper Christian McCaffrey? The guy right behind him, Isaiah Pacheco, right? Yeah, Pacheco's right cheap, up there. Cheap, cheap Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> right. <laughs> Outside of the fact he doesn't actually catch passes all that all that well or all that. No, but he's been running often. really well. Right. They they give Clyde Edwards-Helaire like seven snaps a week, so you don't have to worry about him anymore. Yes, McKinnon plays a little bit in the passing game, but Pacheco's gotten some catches too, so. Yeah, Pacheco's another one where I don't – is he in the 112 range, 111 range? You'd be comfortable given? I think he is, okay. think he is. And it's a tough one to wrap your head around because of the whole uh, seventh-round draft capital. Chiefs, they always fuck us. Jarek McKinnon, he'll probably blow up during the playoffs. But mm-hmm. the more and more I see it, the, the harder Pacheco runs. They He sets the tone for them. They love him to death. Uh, you know, none of those wide receivers are scary. Not a single one. I mean, Rasheed Rice, like I have some hope for, but – it's a Travis Kelsey show, and then it's the Isaiah Pacheco show on offense, and that's an offense we know is good. It's an offense who's always going to be in the games, and they're going to play with a lot of leads, so they're going to be handing the ball to Pacheco as long as he's healthy. So I think, I think a late first is is probably in his territory. Now I don't know if it necessarily costs that. Like I'm going to start at two seconds or a second in a shitty running back, you know, like mm-hmm. you were mentioning, and we'll see if we can't get something done, but. That's a guy, too, who may not be on a whole lot of contenders, right? He may be uh, just kind of middle of the pack teams or, you know, maybe some of these bottom feeders. So that'd be a guy I would go look to see if you can pick up. Yep, I like that for sure. Um, starting low, and then if you have to give up that 112, 111 to get him, that's, I'd be okay with it. So um, I agree with you on that. Uh, probably similar for DeAndre Swift, too. Yep. Um, he's another one that's up here. Kyron's out on here. He's, but he's out for the next, you know, month or so. Brees Hall, he's still valued as one of the top dynasty running backs. So I think it's going to take a little bit more than right. just a late first to get Brees Hall. Um, you mentioned Kenneth Walker. I do like Kenneth Walker. There's a couple guys here though, that are higher on the warp list. Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, and Ramondre Stevenson. They give me a little bit of a pause. Um, are you kind of with me on that? Like those three, you don't yeah. really trust. No, 
No, okay. It's because they're on bad offenses and offenses that are yes. very sketchy. And we've seen they, they have some good weeks and they get a surprising win. And then we see where they look absolutely fucking horrible and the running backs don't do anything. So mm-hmm. uh, those will be guys that I would be attaching to deals to go get more consistent upside running backs. The Alvin Kamara's, the uh, Isaiah Pacheco's, possibly Christian McCaffrey, like those type of guys. I'm not too interested in actually having those. Like, if I got them on my team and I can't move them, oh, well. But uh, I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you weren't trying to. Yeah, if I could go out and trade a Jacobs or a Ramondre Stevenson and tear up to ETN, I would do that for sure. Um, Would you trade, like, a Jacobs or a Stevenson to get Pacheco? I think you might actually get a little plus on on the Pacheco side, too, which would be insanely mm-hmm. insanely productive but if you told me it was one for one i think in the end i would pull the trigger on it i think i would cool. i think if my feet were held to the fire and i couldn't squeeze something out of them some fab a third round mm-hmm. pick for a little extra liquidity if it's got to be straight up fine because i know that the, i'm getting the warp advantage i'm getting the more consistent player so in right. lineups that's exactly what you want is the consistency best ball I want the guy who's actually going to spike a little bit harder than some of these other uh, Ramondre, Josh Jacobs types. Right. Another one I would uh, maybe look at, too, is David Montgomery. I'd love That's to get some one. more David Montgomerys um, if possible, too. I would love to buy some A-Chain and stash him because we've seen how explosive mm-hmm. he is. But I think uh, the, the Dynasty community knows that, too. And now his youth and explosiveness is all baked into his price, whether he's actually playing football right now or not. Mm-hmm. There's um, kind of just looking at the more towards the bottom of guys that really haven't popped yet that we expect to. Tony Pollard's down here. He's only at, at a point three zero four warp, and he's down here with these, like Gus Edwards is a point two seven, James Cook point right. three one seven higher than him. Pollard would be another guy I would maybe try and buy low on too if I could get him. Uh, but what I really wanted to talk about is there any guys down here? Um, in the bottom of the list that you think could be uh, a potential league winner if you could acquire cheap that maybe hasn't hit what we thought they were going to yet? Man, that's a good question. I think if you had some real stones, you could buy into what we saw from Khalil Herbert before he got hurt and load up on him for the back season run. But, like, right now he's not going to do you any good, right? Not going to do anything, but... But that's a dude, like, if you if you send a third form right now, I think you might get accepted more times than not. Like, people mm-hmm. would be happy to move off them and just get some draft capital, and then you just pocket them, and you go, hey, when you come back and you're fully healthy, I'm going to bank on what I saw before you left. And so far, it looks like, I mean, Deontay Foreman is blowing up in this bear system, so Khalil Herbert started to do it before he went out. Why couldn't he do it when he comes back? And I would say he's probably the one that they love the most out of all their running backs because they're they're always giving him the most amount of chances. Mm-hmm. I think another one that I see on here that I would maybe buy some is Joe Mixon. And that's not to say Joe Mixon has had a stellar season or anything, but I just think the opportunity is there. They just don't trust any of the other running backs. Right. And he's bound to get some bigger games going on here. He's he has that like forty one forty or fifty point game a year where he scores three touchdowns and a hundred yards. Uh we haven't had that yet, so you know that'll hopefully come up one more time. But yeah, I like Mixon on here. Uh you mentioned Herbert. Eckler's down here, but Eckler's probably in the uh 
you know, up in the higher echelon of guys you want to get. Kareem Hunt and Daryl Henderson are interesting to me, and those guys might only be for a few weeks. But I think Kareem Hunt and Daryl Henderson could be set up here for the next couple weeks to, you know, be those guys that are up here like, um, you know, getting you .15 warp per game, you know, like these Christian McCaffrey's and Brees Hall's and Derrick Henry's and all these types are getting you right now. I think Kareem Hunt and Daryl Henderson could be guys like that. Um, Aaron Jones is really down on here. I think he's just been not healthy, but he's another guy who's older. I don't think you have to give up a first to get him. Right now, especially the way he's playing, you might be able to give up uh, Brian Robinson in a second to get him. That's another one I would maybe look at. Um, I think po- a possibility, too, is kind of like on your Khalil Herbert, is maybe a James Conner. Yeah. Kind of same kind of thing with, uh, with James Conner coming back from his injury. Um, but, yeah, that's just a few of the uh, guys down here that I'm seeing that I would kind of be interested in to um, – you know, see if I can get a few guys. Like, if you get, um, I don't know what to really think of him, but a point per carry league, I think Gus Edwards could be a guy that you could get because you know he's going to get 10 to 15 uh, touches a game. That's a guy that's just, he's always seems reliable. He's going to get you 15 carries, 60 yards in a point per carry league. Hopefully, he gets you a touchdown. Um, he's always one that kind of seems like he's one of those types. Especially with Justice Hill, he hasn't been as good. Edwards is really all they got there at running back. So I kind of like Gus Edwards as a sneaky one. I would uh I would kick the tires too. I know Scott Scott's gonna hate this one, but I'd kick the tires on Javante Williams too. Like his snap share is going up, the carries, the touches are mm-hmm. going up. So uh, they kind of worked him back in, and you know this could be a guy where you know you you've seen enough where you might want to buy uh buy low. Now I don't know how Keep Trade Cut still ranks this guy, right? Because he carries a lot of name cachet. But mm-hmm. if I mean you're talking like a, a second plus, maybe maybe a second in a dart throw, like somebody who really doesn't actually have dynasty value, like your lineup leagues, a second Marvin Mims, like that kind, mm-hmm. <laughs> by all means. Or if somebody out there you know still believes in Jamison Williams, can I flip a JMO for uh, for uh, Javante Williams? Yeah, that's a good right? one. I wouldn't hate that one. So, Javante makes the list. The only thing I will I push back a little bit on you is the uh, the Tony Pollard one, and it's not because I'm an Eagles fan or a Cowboys hater, but we we were looking at the uh, spike weeks, consistency weeks for mm-hmm. best ball purposes. And Eric, this whole Dallas offense is disappointing, right? From the quarterback to the star wide receiver to the running back, like they're all have been subpar, and I just it's so hard for me to buy in, like. Is McCarthy actually going to change? Is he going to give up the play calling duties? Are they going to change from this Texas coast or whatever the hell he's calling it right now? I don't know, and i I would probably I'd probably lean no. Like the guy kind of okay. knows he's coaching for his job, right? If he disappoints again, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jerry ain't going to have his shit. He's going to be gone. So I think all the uh, the full control is still going to rely to rely on McCarthy and uh, the way he's had this offense going through the early part of the season. It's kind of scary to to buy in. Even though people still really like those assets, we still really like Dak. We like Tony Pollard. We definitely people like Ceedee Lamb, and I think those would probably be the assets that I'd be trying to move off of. Why people still like them into okay. actual things that are producing. Okay, I could see that too. I mean, like you said, Dallas has been really disappointing. I don't even think Brandon Cooks has over fifty yards in a game this year. I, don't, I think actually it might not even be forty. He hasn't. I know he had a touchdown the last game before the bye. 
Um, but yeah, Brandon Cooks has been super disappointing this year. Like I was figuring, I mean, that guy was like a walking a hundred yards in Houston uh, last year, and then right. this year you can he can't even get to like forty yards with Dallas. And it kind of mind boggling to me. But yeah, that offense um, just all together has been very very <laughs> slow. He's got a season high of thirty six yards. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Okay. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, he's been awful that way. Gallup's had a couple okay games, but he's also had like twelve targets and like five catches in a game. I think too something yeah, crazy. Forty-seven like drops and just right. Yeah, he hasn't been, been very good. good. Uh, Jake Ferguson's been really good on that team. We can talk about him in a little bit, but yep. um, yeah, that's that's, about that's it. yeah <laughs> for the running backs. Um, I do like the Javante call a little bit because Samaje P. Ryan is kind of just only in there on passing downs. They're not letting him run the ball. Jaleel McLaughlin isn't touching the ball as much as he was um, a couple weeks ago. So Javante is getting a little bit more work. So I do like that call too. Um, all right, let's look over at the wide receivers now. So obviously your top five are mostly who we thought they were going to be other than one. Uh, Tyreek Hill is up there. Uh, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown. I am very, very comfortable with giving up whatever it takes to get any of those four. I'm with you. Uh, the fifth one on here is Adam Thielen. And you could have gotten that guy for peanuts at the beginning of the year if you could have saw this coming. Um, do I really trust it the rest of the year, though? Not really, but... If you can get them cheap still, like if you if somebody just wants a second and you're a two twelve, two eleven, I don't hate it. You know, if you can just get him for a cheap second round pick and that's it, Adam Thielen, I don't mind it. That's a guy that you could, you know, start the rest of the year. Um after that is DJ Moore, uh then both Rams receivers, Cooper Cup and Puka, Jamar Chase, and then Drake London is actually up here as well at the tenth spot right now. Um but do you agree with me on those top four? Any of those four, you're yeah. just whatever yeah. it takes. Okay. Those those four guys are the elite of the elite. And think about it too, like how that matches up. Jalen Hurts was we were talking about good quarterback, right? Tyreek yeah. Hill, he was up there. He wasn't in the top four, but good quarterback. Josh Allen was Stephon Diggs, good quarterback. Right? Yep. <laughs> like these guys who are stacked. Jared Goff, surprising number five quarterback, and Warp Amon-Ra's the number four wide receiver. So. Good correlation between those as those quarterbacks have been playing well and are the elite of the elite. Definitely go try to pair them with those, with those wide mm -hmm. receivers or just go get the wide receivers in standalone value because we're filtering out the last, you know, basically four weeks. And we had, even if you look at just these last four weeks where some of these quarterbacks have started to play really well, the wide receivers in warp wire are just lapping the field, basically. Mm -hmm. They're the most valuable position so far through fantasy. So yeah. including including some of these running backs we were talking about, like Christian McCaffrey, like the wide receivers have been those dudes. So these four yeah. guys in particular, and then I'm with you. Like if I'm on a contender, fuck that second, man. You can have my second. Right. <laughs> you right. can have my second. Give me Adam Thielen. <laughs> Give right. me Thielen. I got a love in Thielen. I I really like you know some of these older guys like Cooper Cup, Thielen. Yeah. You know people don't value them as highly. I think Cooper Cup is probably still worth a first. Um, the way that they the Rams are just they're just gonna keep throwing the ball. Cup and and Nakua both. I'll I'll do whatever almost whatever it takes to get one of those guys. Um, some of these guys like Jamar Chase, you're gonna have to give up the farm for. Pass on that one. Yeah. Um, 
Drake London, I think he's just kind of he's gotten more consistent the last couple of weeks. So I think his price has gone up. Right, the value is um, too insulated. Yeah, DJ Moore is one. I, that was a lot to do with when Fields was in there. It has a lot it. to do with one two hundred thirty yard game, <laughs> right? And three touchdowns, right? Um, and we're doing this for the last four weeks as well. So Cooper Cup is up here and only playing in three games. And he's up here at a point one nine six warp per game, Go get you know, him. which is yeah, which is right up there with the top five. Um, if you just short by warp per game, it's Amon Ross St. Brown point two five nine. That's a you dude. know he's higher than Tyreek, IAJ, Diggs, all those guys. So um, thank God I have like two of those guys on my uh, redraft teams. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> right, like if you were picking at the end, um, you know, let's say the eight to twelve spot in redraft. There's a good shot you could have gotten AJ Brown, Diggs, and Amara, two of those guys on your teams, and you're sitting here nice and pretty right now. So, Lapping the rest of the yeah. Field, congratulations right? if you got that. Um, next guys up, uh, Jacoby Myers, who's had a really good season. Christian Kirk, Michael Pittman, McLaurin, and Josh Downs. So any of those five you want to talk about? All ten, uh, ten through fifteen, right? I'll cut off at Josh Downs, where we just don't really know with Josh Downs, like rookie, could it be a mirage? Could it be that, he, you know, you talked about it on the, he maybe got lucky on that, that wide open. It doesn't matter. Still scored fantasy points, but I'm not ready to like fully commit on a contender yet. But though, those other guys, right? Uh, Drake London, I would think I would explore because some people hate him because of the Desmond Ritter thing. And he, he might still be a little bit depressed, but that might be too pricey. But Jacoby Myers, go get him. Christian Kirk, go get him. Michael Pittman, go get him. Uh, Terry McLaurin and Keenan Allen, like all those guys would be guys I would heavily target on a contender as wide receiver depth. And they're all probably going to cost right around that. Maybe they're a first, maybe a little bit less. So I'd be highly interested in acquiring all those guys on a contender, especially to slot in my wide receiver three spot or, you know, this is a bona fide look. I got a top 15 wide receiver in my flex. Like, come get me. (laughs) Let's go. So I like every one of those guys. Okay, yeah, especially, um, I mean, Pittman had a tough game last week against Cleveland, but I think everyone's had a tough game against right. Cleveland lately. Uh, McLaurin, if you look at his stats lately, he started off kind of slow, but uh, they've been kind of just feeding McLaurin the last couple of weeks. He's one that I've uh, right. really been impressed with. There's a reason Josh Dotson is an afterthought, right? Like there's a yeah. reason no one likes Josh Dotson anymore. <laughs> yeah, and you can't Terrible. even get his name right. It's Jahan Dotson, not Josh Dotson. Who gives a shit? <laughs> exactly. It's a Dotson who played in Washington. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Christian Kirk, man, with, with Zay Jones been out, Christian Kirk has been phenomenal, so I do like that one. Uh, yeah, Josh Downs is a little tough, but man, if you've got him in round two or three in your rookie draft, um, he's definitely helping you right now if you're starting him. Uh, kind of looking at some other guys, like Keenan Allen is one that I think could be that hammer for you. Um, he hasn't had like the uh, super explosive games the last couple, but man, Keenan Allen, we know what he can do with Justin Herbert. Um, Keenan Allen is definitely one of the guys I would try and go acquire if I need a wide receiver. I'm I'm not giving up a first though. If I I think that's a little too much because he mm-hmm. is in the high 30s of age. He is injury prone, but if I can give up a second and a, and a player um, to go get him, I would go ahead and get uh, Keenan Allen for sure. Yeah, he's like a hamstring away from exactly. just That's, killing you. So. It, is, it is risky for sure. Um, Kendrick Bourne is up here. That's another guy you could probably get cheap right. if you believe in it. I don't know if I necessarily believe in it, though. 
Um, I just do by default because who the fuck else did they throw? Yeah, the they don't team? have anybody else, and I always get stuck on that. Like, man, it's on a shitty team. They don't, you know, you never know who to trust. But he is the number one there, and it's like I always pass on that situation. And it seems like that situation is like, man, I should have just bought for that like random two thirds or whatever, and, well, and a, just took it. It's the Carolina Adam Thielen thing, right? Shitty team. Like, I didn't think mm-hmm. Adam Thielen was going to be shit. I, I knew Bryce Young was going to struggle a little bit because who the fuck they throw in the football to? It's like DJ right. Chark was your big sighting. Oh, boy. Right. <laughs> so, But Adam Thielen's out here killing it. So why not Kendrick Bourne? And uh, I guarantee mm-hmm. he doesn't cost hardly anything. Right, like, hardly exactly. Anything. Like, no if you can get him for two-thirds, yeah. You, that could Hell be a yeah. guy that you can sneak in there um, cheaply. Chris Godwin is one that's interesting to me, too, because I, he's had a really good year. He has no touchdowns, though. And you got to think Godwin's going to get some touchdowns coming up here. Positive regression. Let's go. Come on, Baker. Right. So Godwin's thing. one. Nico Collins, I know it's a guy that you really like. Yeah. He, um, he's very streaky and spiky, though, so that'd probably be a guy in lineup leagues where I'm kind of like, oh, I'm good, man. Like, Because he'll have some weeks where he's outside the top 30 in wide receivers, and then he'll have weeks where you go, holy shit, why didn't I start Nico Collins? <laughs> so right. I think that's one I'd probably avoid, and I'd actually go look for a Kendrick Bourne type or something that's pretty mm-hmm. consistent. I, I have noticed, too, on Nico's like game longs, when he plays at home is usually when he has the big games, and away it's, it's not as good. Oh, so he's like the new Amari Cooper. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, another one that I kind of like too is, uh, where the hell was he? Oh, he's still f- way, way down here. 98th on, on the list that I'm looking at is Devonte Adams. What do you think about Devonte Adams? Mm. Been a tough couple games for Devonte Adams, right? <laughs> yeah. I think without Jimmy, if Jimmy's in there, I think he's good without Jimmy. It's it hasn't been as great. I will say with, with Jimmy or Aiden O'Connell in there, it's probably good for him. With Brian fucking Hoyer, it's not. Right. So, uh, thankfully, it looks like no more Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's let's, like we won't let's have pray. to do that. So, yeah, that'd be one I'd go explore. He might only cost a first two on the back of uh, a couple horrible games in the way it's been going. So, yeah, you might one. be able to get him for the 112, 111. Right. And that could be a guy that could just catapult you to the top Correct. of the standings, too. So, that's one that's way down on this list, but he could be a guy that and, you could get. I mean, they, they said they're not moving him, but. You know, you go out and you acquire them, and then they actually do move them in a trade to a good situation, and holy Santa Claus shit. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Moving way up. Like Kansas City's like, you know what? <laughs> here you go. <laughs> yeah. need, Patty needs Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah, here, here's Justin Ross on a fourth for Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah, sure, we'll take that. Why not? He's, we're the, we're we need the another guy with a, another wide receiver with problems. We're the Raiders. Why not? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um Here's one that's on here that has really been coming on the last couple of weeks, and I think I don't think we've seen the best from him yet this year, and that's Rasheed Rice. Where do you think his price is at now? I like him a lot. I don't think a second gets him anymore. Yeah, I don't a, think so either. It's a second plus, and you know, some people are going to be like, hey, it's Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to need that 112. <laughs> so I think probably for me on a contender, that that's the kind of asset where you avoid Right, like I want to go to the bargain store if I'm just yeah. looking to send a single first. I don't really want to go uh, go shopping at the high end store and you know pay pay name brand price. I want to I want to get some deals, right. and uh, I don't think he'd be a deal anymore. Yeah, he's like, you know, I want to buy uh, 
the great value or the uh, Doritos, you know, right now. <laughs> Everyone wants him, but I want kind of want the great value brand right, right. now. Right, yeah, I want the, <laughs> want the generic. Uh, for me, when I was a kid, it was always, you know, we always liked Mountain Dew, but we had Hillbilly Holler or some shit that came from Walmart. <laughs> right? okay. That's what it was called. It was the, it was the, the, the cheap <laughs> generic Mountain Dew. Where you could you could taste the fake sugar, right? Yep. It left a little burn in the back of your mouth. You know, like, it's almost <laughs> like Mountain Dew, but I know it's probably giving me cancer. <laughs> <laughs> nice, um, man. Who are some other guys down here? I think Josh Palmer could be one for the rest of the season too. Kind of like Keenan Allen. Palmer's been having some good right. games that I think you could get cheap. Um, let's see. George Pickens has been another one that's had a really, really good year. I think a lot of people are kind of sleeping on him. And if you look at their target tree, man, it's just Pickens and Deontay, and they don't throw to anybody else right now. So Deontay, won't, those... Deontay won't show up on the list because he only played one game in right. a short team. But Deontay would be another good target to go out and get for pretty being steady. Yeah, I mean, I think Pickens, same thing too. Right. Um, Mike Evans is a little further down on this list uh, just because the last couple of weeks haven't been as good. But mm-hmm. Mike Evans is another one that you could probably go and get, and he could do good for you. Uh, another one that I have, I don't have a lot of, but you, uh, you've been talking about him a little bit is Hollywood Brown. Um, I know on the Start Sit shows you like him a little bit. Yeah, he just has that high target floor, right? Do he you, knows he's involved. Yeah, do you try and go and buy him now before Kyler comes back and his price goes up even more? Yes, definitely okay. get him before Kyler comes back. And yeah. uh, the hype starts to build around that connection, right? right? Right now the connection is, oh, it's Josh Dobbs. But you look at some of his ancillary numbers, like the way they run this offense, it's Hollywood Brown is the number one, number two, number three option in the receiving game mm-hmm. and then everybody else. So right. now the stats ain't always there because it is Josh Dobbs throwing them the football. But you know, you get a quarterback like Kyler back. Now, he may not be able to run around and make some of that plays, but I trust his arm and decision-making and talent a lot more than I trust Josh Dobbs. So right. Hollywood would be a good one to go get, and he definitely probably doesn't cost a first. So mm-hmm. that's a second, probably a player. Okay. And then looking at some of these guys that are further down on the list that just aren't performing, uh, so you're looking at Amari Cooper's down here, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, uh, DK Metcalf down here, but that's only through two games for Metcalf, so I'm not really counting him. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think DeAndre Hopkins is a major sell right now. Yeah, no, no um, thanks. I'll take a ham sandwich for him at this point. Right. So any of these types of guys, so like Judy, Ridley, Gabe Davis, uh, any of those types, are you just trying to use those names and yeah. then maybe try and get, you know, if I can maybe get, Trade Calvin Ridley, and you can maybe get Hollywood and a, and a plus. Well, another guy who's down there, too, Devontae Smith, is a pretty big sell candidate for me, too. Like, I just don't yeah, think he's... this offense is going to sustain him actually being relevant in fantasy, at least for this year. Well, I've kind of talked about it a little bit. It's Jalen Hurts can't support three receivers. Right. And he can't support Devontae, AJ, and Goddard all in the same week. It's just and not how that offense works. So some weeks it's going to be Devontae. Some yep. weeks it's going to be Goddard. You know, some weeks it's going to be both of those guys, and AJ Brown's not going to get it. But AJ Brown's on a heater right now, so he's been getting the ball. Um, and then you add in now, you add in Julio Jones. And that's why I kind of caution people on blowing all their fab on Julio Jones. Like, I mean,. J- Jalen Hurts can't support three receivers as it is right now. What makes you right. think adding Julio is going to 
make him, you know, even more. It's going to just yeah. dilute it even more. And DeAndre Swift's getting a top yeah, ten, Swift too, top right. ten target share for the running back position too. Like that's something I don't think a lot of us thought were gonna was gonna happen. And now you enter that into the offense, which isn't as good as the one that was run by Steichen, as you can see, right? Like Gardner mm. Minshew has moments where that Steichen offense looks amazing. Anthony Richardson was blowing up this uh, this offense this year. This edition of it, not as explosive or as good. It's still good. It's just tough to to support all these targets. So Devontae mm-hmm. Smith still carries a shit ton of dynasty value. So if you had him on a contender, that's a prime candidate to uh, to tear down off of, right? To go get right. Keenan Allen, to go get you know Keenan Allen and Raheem Mostert and maybe another piece like that. That's something that could get done where it'll guarantee you a title this year <laughs> and uh, long term dynasty value. You take a hit, but that's kind of the the smart move or the play where I like to sell those guys that aren't producing shit, but, you know, could actually help me win a championship. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it right now. Devontae's at wide receiver 13 on keep trade cut. Yeah. So is that a guy like you would take right now? And maybe you can go and get Tyreek Hill. You can go get Stefan Diggs or, you know, right. one of these other guys that add, we talked add about. something to Smitty to go get one of those hammer wide receivers yeah right that, yeah. that's also the play to do it too is to up tier with and Devontae you can smith. keep your first round pick because i don't think you're going to have to give up smith and a first to get tyreek no so you no. can maybe give up Devonte in your second to go get tyreek or something like that that could be something you could um explore too if you kind of just want to get out of the Devonte smith business so i like that too um all right so now on to everyone's least favorite position tight end yeah this one so will be fast. this yeah this one's pretty fast it's literally li- literally for me like five guys that i would want maybe f- i can maybe count that down to four and that's about it obviously you got your uh kelsey andrews those guys are um locked in guys that i want I would say Laporta right now is probably another one just because of his youth and the way that he's being used. Hawkinson's another one that's being used really, really well right now, even though he's a little further down on this list. Um, But that's also with uh, three games played. And I would still put Darren Waller up there the way that he's being used. Um, those would probably be my top five. What what would be your top five, or is it less than that? It's it's less than that for me. Um, yeah. I I love Sam Laporta. You know how much I'm an Iowa guy, and I should have rocked his jersey today since I was going to talk about him. But uh, <laughs> on a contender, Eric, that's the kind of guy that I want to move off of Sam Laporta to another tight end. Like, can I use Sam Laporta to get me to a Kelsey? Can I use Sam Laporta to get me to a Mark Andrews? Is somebody dumb enough or in a position where they want the youth and they can't use a Travis Kelsey? Maybe they've got a horrible team and Travis Kelsey's all they had. Like, could mm-hmm. I get that done? Could we get a one-for-one swap? I want to use Sam Laporta to get something else. Uh, so actual tight ends that I would want or go try to get. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. And then I do have a couple guys up there where I'm interested, but at... You know what I mean? Like, I'm cautiously interested. Like, I'm going to explore really hard because the tight end position is so fucking disgusting. Right? right? Like, the tight end position is so gross. I'm going to cautiously. Darren Waller would be one. Dallas Goddard is getting used a lot, right? There's not a lot of real bad weeks for Dallas Goddard where 
his bad oh, weeks. Oh, I can show you the first, like, three weeks. <laughs> his bad weeks are, like, you know, four targets, but they only go for 20 yards. But, like, right. the targets are still there, and he usually catches those because they're so damn short. But Darren Waller, yes, I'm with you. Evan Ingram is one that's kind of interesting. And then, like, mm-hmm. my super value buy tight end, like the super guy that I just go see if I can acquire just randomly that I don't think a lot of people like. Dalton Schultz, which mm-hmm. even I at the start of the season was like, man, fuck this guy. <laughs> I ended up dropping him after week three because he hadn't done shit. And then after I dropped him, he started smoking. Now he's on it. a heater. Yeah. <laughs> now he's yeah. on a heater. So Dalton Schultz would be the value, uh, the hillbilly, hillbilly holler brand, right. <laughs> brand tight end. But I want those elite guys. I, want, I really want Kelsey. I really want Andrews. And uh, Hawkinson I would, I would put in there too because he's just getting mm-hmm. used ridiculously yeah, with uh, I, Jefferson out. I, I would definitely agree with those. Goddard, I just he's, like we talked about with Devontae. One week it's going to be Devontae. Right. One week it's going to be Goddard. It's just a little too inconsistent for my taste to can be considered a hammer. I think you know just Kelsey Andrews, Hawkinson. I feel very confident those guys are the hammers that are going to get you over ten points per game, um, in PPR weeks. You know, every single week, I'm pretty confident in that. I would say Waller and Laporta are like right on the outside of that, and you could probably fit a couple of these other guys in there. Um, but yeah, if, if I'm just my team is good, but I'm starting fucking Kyle Pitts or you know Cole Komet every single week at tight end, this, that's the point where I say fuck it, I'm going for it. I'm going for the championship. What do I what do I need to do to get Travis Kelsey and hope he's not on the second place team or the third place team or whatever? Um, because they're probably not gonna move him. But if I if the guy that I would want is Kelsey, like just looking at the warp um per game and warp total overall, like Travis Kelsey is uh, a point three higher than Mark Andrews. So it's Travis Kelsey and kind of like um, Brad Pitt says, there's Travis Kelsey, there's 50 feet of shit, and then there's Mark Andrews <laughs> and the rest of the guys. So that's kind of where I'm valuing Travis Kelsey. He is the difference maker of all these hammers that we talked about, um, I think, in my opinion. I think it's Travis Kelsey just because of the advantage that he gives you at the tight end spot. So if you are one of these teams and you don't have Travis Kelsey, you're you know going to be first or second. And you want to, you know, get get to that first round buy for sure. Travis Kelsey's the guy to go get. How disrespectful is it too, right? With uh, with Travis Kelsey, because we had the early game on Sunday. Mark Andrews had a great game. Like I was cheering, watching NFL. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, two touchdowns for Mark Andrews. Fuck yeah, he's back. Like Lamar figured out that Andrews is the dude. We're gonna stop throwing to OBJ and all these shitty ass receivers. We're gonna feed Mark Andrews, and then we're gonna dominate. And you're like, he's well on his way to tight end one this week. And then Travis Kelsey comes out in the afternoons like, check this, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> he, I mean, he puts up like A.J. Brown, Amon Ross St. Brown numbers, like almost weekly. And none of these other tight ends, like, yeah, Mark Andrews, I think he only had, what, 68 or 69 yards or something yeah. last week and two yep. touchdowns. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm doing a backflip for that. But Travis Kelsey is constantly like – high 80s into the hundreds most of the time even sometimes even higher than that and he's getting like a touchdown so like kelsey is just such a major advantage if if i had to pick one of these guys to be the hammer the guy to go get it's travis kelsey absolutely yeah let's say that to to get mark andrews was a first and a second Mm -hmm. right and the price to go get travis kelsey is 
two first, right? Something absurd, which I don't think it actually probably is for a lot of people, but maybe it is to go pry him off somebody's team. Like you're 24 and 25 first. Travis Kelsey is worth every bit of two first, right? Yes. And I would much rather pay the two first than I would to take the discount and pay the first or the second for Mark yeah. Andrews. Because I'm, I'm even point, at the point. Yeah, I'm even at the point where would you just do Kyle Pitts or Laporta for Anna first to get fucking Kelsey? Yeah, I think so. If I was on a super yeah. competitor, like you, your whole world changes when you get that. Uh, when you get that Travis Kelsey, like yeah. you know, every single week, people can't fuck with you at the tight end for for the most part, right? Right. Even if Kelsey has a down week, it's still top five. <laughs> You're still beating out half your league or better with a Travis Kelsey down week and a Travis Kelsey blow up week. Even if somebody does have a Mark Andrews or a Darren Waller or Sam Laporta, it's like tough shit. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. I'm going to double, maybe triple you up as far as warp goes for the week. So, yeah, Travis Kelsey's worth it to, to send a Pitts in a first or a Sam Laporta in a first. Is it worth it to you if you have Andrews or Hawkinson to go up to Kelsey, or would you just say it's not that big of an advantage where I'll just sit? I th- I don't think I would attach a first to an Andrews to go get a Kelsey. Like, I, okay. I think I'm good. I think I just hold on to Mark Andrews, and then I'll go use that first to go try to get something else. Yeah, you know, okay. Raheem Mostert and Keenan Allen, right? Okay. Like, you talked about getting the two pieces. Like, let me go fill two more spots. Let me go get a, a surefire RB2-3 for my team. Let me go get a wide receiver 2-3 for my team. And I'm just going to overwhelm you with the fact that most of your values resided in one player and we've mm-hmm. seen bad shit happen and him miss time. And I still remember a couple of years ago, right? He, he was out with COVID like during a crucial playoff game, fantasy playoff game. I think Adam had him against me that week and uh, he didn't have Travis Kelsey. And then he took the L. So yeah. <laughs> he was going to take the L anyways, cause his team was piss poor built, but I just yeah, like to I, rub it into Adam all the time. Yeah. I remember that too. I think it was like, during the week is when he got it. it was like a tuesday or a wednesday and everyone's like oh man can he clear in time can he clear in time and he just didn't clear it in time for that covid year i remember that that was a pain in the right. ass um one tight end or a couple tight ends that are like down further on this list that i would maybe be interested in if i can't afford to go get a kelsey or andrews i do think jake ferguson is one that i would consider to go and get um I think with um, Dawson Knox's injury, I think Dalton Kincaid could be one of these sneaky guys who ends up being a difference maker here. He might start putting up, you know, Darren Waller, you know, point one oh two warp per game kind of numbers. I could see Kincaid getting to that where he's um, a little bit of a difference maker. So Kincaid, I know it's probably going to be really expensive to acquire a Dalton Kincaid, but I think he's one. If you had him... Um, and you held on to him this long, he could be a guy that could sneak up these these charts. But Ferguson and Kincaid are two two of the ones that I like. I think uh, Ferguson probably just because you know he's cheap, right? Like mm-hmm. he is and carries some of that uh, intrinsic value that Dalton Kincaid does. It's also the same reason where I like what Luke Musgrave is doing before Kareem Jackson, you know, illegally hits him and knocks him out of the game. But right. Again, you you have that rookie value, that youth baked in, where not a lot of people really give a shit about Jake Ferguson. So that'd probably Absolutely. be the target the target for me uh, if I had to pick between all of them, because okay. it's the cheapest one. Okay, perfect. All right, man. Well, that is it for uh, the Hammer Talk. Are you ready to do uh, America's favorite game before we get out of here? Yeah, we got some screwdriver talk now. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of going off of uh, what you were talking about earlier, uh, when we just had our little Walmart conversation, kind of spurred this into my head. What's like your favorite uh, pop or soda, whatever word uh, you use? I know up here we use pop. Like uh, it doesn't have to be like Coke or Pepsi. It could be you know other brands or something like that. What uh, what ones do you like? Well, I'm from the Midwest too, so it's definitely pop, right? It's all you Southerners. Okay. When yeah. you don't understand why it's called pop, leave one in your car and then come up here and during the winter. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll know exactly why it's called pop. Um, man, that's a tough one. I do have a lot of favorites. And I, I, I tried to avoid, uh, <laughs> I tried to avoid uh, as much soda pop as possible because it's not very good for you and I'm fat as it is. But right. I'm a weak man, so I indulge quite often, probably more than I should. Okay. I would say I don't really have a favorite one, Eric, but I have like a rotation of like, yeah, I will drink these and I don't drink anything outside of it. I don't do Coke. Coke is disgusting to me. So pass on Coke. I'm a Pepsi guy. So Pepsi, uh, Cherry Pepsi, Vanilla Pepsi, uh, Mountain Dew for sure, uh, Dr. Pepper. That that's probably end of list right there. If those are my favorite sodas and those are the ones I just keep in rotation. But uh, okay. no Coke for me. I'll do Mr. Pibb if you have to, because, you know, not every place got Dr. Pepper, and they're like, yeah, we're poor, or whatever they <laughs> tell you. Like, all right, if I can miss it, it's close enough. All right, I'm, I am I can get with that. I, I honestly don't mind Pepsi or Coke, so I'm kind of on both sides. It doesn't matter to me. If I had to choose one, I do prefer Coke over the regular Pepsi, uh, but I still like them both. I'll drink them, whatever. Uh, it has. I'm like you too. I kind of have a rotation of different ones that I like. Uh, the two that I've been really um, on um, the last couple years is Code Red Mountain Dew. Fucking love Code Red Mountain Dew. <laughs> love it. And Crush Orange. Fucking oh, love Crush Orange. Crush Orange is good stuff. I just wish they put caffeine in the Crush Orange. You know what I mean? Because it almost feels like I'm not doing the. I'm not getting the full thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like doing a line of Coke if you knew you weren't actually going to get high off it. Like, who right. gives a shit, right? Like, it's you might as well just snort powdered sugar then. <laughs> right, right. I do like Dr Pepper as well. When you mentioned that, that was definitely one that I, I like. Um. I do. Uh, I don't do it often. I usually do it with um, root beer floats, but A and W root beer. Oh yeah, oh, root that beer float. Great. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I don't. Gotta I don't do ever those. buy. It, you got to be a psychopath, I think, to buy A and W root beer, and it's Just not for ice cream. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you got to be a psychopath. I think Absolutely. That's, that's how serial killers are born. Like, yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to start hanging out at convenience stores and just watching, like, who actually buys the A&W root beer and then ask them before they leave, like, this is for float, ain't it? And so, like, no, I just like the taste. <laughs> like, get out. <laughs> Call the cops. I haven't done it yet, but I want to try um, Orange Crush with some, like, vanilla ice cream. That, that's I, good. That's, I bet that's good. That's yeah. like a, a dream sickle. Right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm all about the dream sickle life. All right. Sweet, man. Um. Yeah, Code Red Mountain Dew, though. Oh, God, I can't like, get behind the Code Red, man. Really? Oh, my goodness. It's no, so it was bad. like all the the skaters, you know, when I was in high school. I thought the Code Red was, like, the cool thing. You know, the people who wear the vans and, like, they just think they're cool because they can, like, kick flip a skateboard, which I can't. Like, that's probably a skill or whatever, so congratulations. But just know, just because you're smoking Mar- Marble Reds and drinking Mountain Dew Code Red, like... <laughs> I still thought you were a loser. No, <laughs> like, oh, man. I'm telling you, man, if you if you just buy a 20-ounce, you'll fall in love. I'm telling you. 
right, maybe maybe tomorrow. All right, all right. I'm gonna show up to work with a with a code red. Yeah, people are gonna laugh at you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at this fucking guy. All right, that is it for uh, this week's show. Uh, appreciate you being on here, Mike. Make sure Absolutely. you guys, uh, yeah, make sure you guys follow at South Harmon FF on Twitter, uh, the YouTube. All our stuff gets posted on there. Start sit show every Sunday. 4D Chess is on there. The trade show. All the good stuff. Um, make sure you follow me at Eric Manic NFL on Twitter at America's game pod on Twitter as well. So, uh, appreciate you guys joining us for episode 13. Mike, appreciate you being on here as well, man. Good stuff, man. Appreciate everybody tapping in and, uh, you watch this on YouTube. Just make sure you hit the like subscribe and then comment away. We, we try to answer every question we have. And if you listen on podcast, do us a favor, rate and review, drop yeah, us a review, absolutely. let us know how you like it. So appreciate everybody. Yeah, we're always answering on the uh, comments on YouTube. You know, someone on the South Harmon is. I, I jump in there as well. So, yeah, c- comments, uh, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. We'll really appreciate it. Um, also, I wanted to uh, mention it before we get off of here. Uh, Sunday, you guys are doing a recap show. You guys are doing some giveaways and stuff, right? Yeah, Adam's got a special one planned for this uh, this Sunday. Halloween-themed, and he's going to be doing a few giveaways. Even I don't know what he's giving away. So. Oh, okay. Could be my shit. I don't. I don't know what the hell he's giving away. Yeah, it could be that Zay Flowers helmet that you have sitting over there. He's just gonna like, hey, Mike, we're stealing that. We're gonna ship it off to somebody. I think I could let the Zay Flowers one go. I can't let that Tyreek <laughs> one though. That that black that black dolphin Tyreek signed oh, one in nice. the the Dolphins green. Like I can't yeah. let that go. Okay. No. Okay. But yeah, uh, make sure you guys join um, Sunday Recap with Adam and Mike. They're going to be giving away some stuff on the YouTube live, so make sure you guys are tapped in for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I was on last week's um, recap show with Mike. It was a lot of fun, too, so you guys will enjoy it. Hell so, yeah. Hell yeah. So, yep, appreciate you guys, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Adios.